everyone. My name is Michael Kaiser. I'm John Wilson. And I'm Sarah Sidry. And welcome to a special episode of Make Ours Marvel, we like to call Not Comics. This is our 25th Not Comics special, which means it's going to be double short. <laughs> We're going to go the opposite way. <laughs> we like to not make a big deal out of things. <laughs> Half hour tops, guys. No. It might be. <laughs> it might be, yeah. This is a special, um, special episode. Yeah. So we decided to sort of, you know, spread our wings and, and branch out into another realm of comic book movies. And we all watched Flash Gordon from 1980. And. <laughs> That was an experience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, who, who had seen this before? Oh, me. Billion times. <laughs> and by I billion, I mean a billion, probably. <laughs> I think I saw it whenever I was very young, and I haven't seen it since. So this was a new experience for me mostly because I, as I was watching it, I was like, oh, I don't remember this at all. <laughs> like, I don't know if I did see this. It was kind of a trip to revisit it. I don't know if I had sat down to watch it and they just didn't get very far, but I know I've seen the scene near the beginning of the throne room where it turns into a football game. Uh (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. So this came came out in 1980, which puts me at, I don't know about the rest of you, but that puts me at five. Not born yet. I was not born for three years. Minus three. I am one. Okay. So this is one (laughs) of our, this is one of our older movies we've discussed on this show, I guess. That's Mm -hmm. right. Um, but I've seen this so many times and I don't know I don't have a theater, you know, memory or anything like that. But we must have had it recorded on VHS or something. And you know, all you new kids, you've probably heard us talk about this before, but back in the day, the pickings were slim when it came to spectacular superhero-y options. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So I've seen this movie a lot of times and then Sarah suggested it and I was like, "Oh no. I don't know." <laughs> I don't think that's going to hold up. I haven't seen it in a while. I remember it, but good God, this is probably going to be bad. I was wrong. I enjoyed every minute of this horrible movie. Like it was just like this big nostalgia fest as I was watching it. I remembered like all the scenes, all the people, all the, you know, the, the, the bad decisions. It was great. Well, the crazy thing is, is that as, as, as much as it's an aesthetic that would never fly today, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it no. looks like they really tried to make it look like a comic strip come to life. Mm-hmm. The costuming in this thing is bonkersly cre- like creative and elaborate, and and like really, really put some money into it, maybe. And yet it still looks kind of cheap, but like this, it's elaborate. There's a lot going on in the costuming. Yeah, no, for sure. And the scenery. I mean, even mm-hmm. the, the special effects I thought were really good. Um, you know, I mean, they're, they're goofy. But... Screen screen, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they're they super try. goofy, but they're at least creative, you know, like the weird flying rocks and like just kind of, I, I think that they change the set so often too, right? So there's a lot of different scenery moments that I think are pretty fun. So. And there were some faces and um, names that I had not expected to see. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah. James Bond is in this. Yes. Yes. Dashing Timothy Dalton. Um, just so dreamy all of the time with his blue eyes. Um, I <laughs> This time period when he was just going for it and playing like these just incredibly goofy roles. I, I love Timothy Dalton because... He's such a good actor, and then yes. he was in so many goofy movies where he mm-hmm. just kind of played around and mm-hmm. <laughs> had fun with it. Yeah. And I the think Rocketeer. that that was, yeah, totally. I mean, I so many, even the James Bond movie. Um, but yeah, I think that he's such an interesting guy, right? Because I remember the first thing I think I remember watching him in is uh, The Lion in Winter, which oh, is yeah. so bleak, <laughs> just like. Great. That's a fun movie too, though, sort of. It's so good. And I mean, but he's evil, just an evil character. And, oh, yeah. you know, everything he does is just brutal. And I think that I was expecting him to go forward and be super Shakespearean guy. And he kind of takes on this like Errol Flynnish quality for totally. like, for this movie, especially. Right. So I was, I think he's such an interesting guy. And I was really excited to see him in this movie. I think he hit my radar with the Rocketeer. Totally. That's never that's when Jennifer Connelly hit my radar as well. It is the bad guy in Hot Fuzz. 
<laughs> right. And he loves playing movie. a bad guy. He loves he playing loves a bad it. guy. Yeah, he's great at it too. And that's the second totally. movie. If we're talking Rocketeer, that's basically the second movie where he's played Errol Flynn. Yeah, totally, hundred <laughs> percent. You know, um, and in this, but, he's a he's a bad guy. He's the antagonist, but he's the noble bad guy who ends up, you know, changing yeah. sides for the cause of right. Right. Well, yeah. this is gonna, this is what I think is going to be interesting about this show is that normally we go character by character and talk about the characters, uh-huh. uh, but there's no character in this movie. <laughs> like everybody's doing what the plot tells them to do. <laughs> So I don't yes. know how successful we're going to be with, well, what'd you think of Flash Gordon? Because I have no opinions on Flash Gordon, really. <laughs> I thought he was so his motivation. Funny. Yeah, no, his motivation is non-existent, but like, he all is hilarious. Are non-existent, but like. Yes. <laughs> he, has, he has one motivation. He wants to get a girl. Yes. He's not um, too choosy about which one. That's pretty much the <laughs> only motivation of this whole movie. Yeah. Is it the right. nice girl who wants to hold my hand? Or is it the one who's wearing almost nothing walking down the pr- procession next to us? You know, it's just like, which girl do I go for? Yes, will I choose the nun of the whole? Like, it's just so ridiculous. <laughs> so, but Sam Jones, I don't know if you guys noticed, because I can't even really tell where it is and where it isn't, but a lot of his lines were dubbed, <laughs> which is why he kind of sounds weird. He kind of... It's kind of just off all the time when he talks, right? Yeah, totally. Um, it turns out like he had a disagreement with how campy this movie should be. Sure. Like he wanted to be serious. Oh yeah, and yeah. So, Everybody. And so he kept like fighting the lines, and then they finally like screw it, and they brought in somebody else to like talk <laughs> over him. So that's, that's why hilarious. it is kind of bonkers. Yeah. yeah. That's so funny. And I read that that was a big problem on the set. There were dissenting viewpoints of whether it should be a funny movie or not. And I'm just like, right. it should clearly be a funny movie. That's yeah. what works about this. The, if I was watching this and the jokes weren't here, I would just be like, I'm out. I can't yeah, handle yeah. this. Like, yeah. no. I, yeah, the jokes are really what makes this movie hold up today. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, we can't go much further, I think, without mentioning you know the shocking racism of like the okay can can i I talk about that for just a second yes so of course flash gordon has its roots in 1934 Mm -hmm. and you know newspaper strips buck rogers was around the same time buck rogers straight up flat out called their bad guys the mongols Mm -hmm. and flash gordon you know emperor ming Mm -hmm. and of course ming dynasty is chinese history and and you look at him and he's, you know, a Chinese cartoon stereotype and he walks on stage in this and he's got the, the facial hair. I mean, it's a Caucasian actor, but it's, he is <laughs> it's, playing a stereotype. It's, um, it's, um, Max, Max, which by the way, I never put that together before. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I was shocked. I was just, yeah, I mean, whenever like, I was like looking at this, I was kind of like, okay, I know that this is. I know you're doing the thing where you cast the Caucasian actor, you know, to play this like stereotypical role. And then I was just like looking at him and looking at him and I was just like, oh, no, Ingmar Bergman movies (laughs) and Flash Gordon have now collided in my head in this way that just doesn't make sense. You know, like (laughs) I had no idea that I was going to be face to face with like the seventh seal or like (laughs) hour of the wolf right now. (laughs) Like this is nuts. Racism aside, though, he did a great job, I think. I loved his character. Yes, he uh, certainly never should have been cast in this role. No, and no, obviously, he should like, not have, but he yeah, did. Yeah. So you might as well rock it, and he did. Right. But uh, I saw, uh, John, uh, that you posted on Twitter that it was like, this is basically uh, Doctor Strange, right? Yeah, the original Steve Ditko uh, Doctor Strange design, which I still contend it was an Asian man. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I see. They, they, with, if you shoved it, if you shaved Ming's beard, they'd be the same guy. Nope. Shave his beard and put it on his head. I see your Doctor Strange, and I raise you the Mandarin. This dude is the Mandarin. <laughs> He's very Mandarin-like. I mean, yeah, That's I see. I, 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 I see a lot of both. And he of has them. rings, and he's really bad stereotype. Mm, the rings, yeah, no, that's it, right? Hugely yeah. bad stereotype. Yeah, they could have gone a different way with Doctor Strange and made it be cooler i think but um yeah unfortunately uh, made him a white guy yeah it's a big old thing with this movie where you're just kind of like oh and he's like the guy who has a harem and you know like there's just a lot of mm-hmm. this for some reason terrible. when i was for some reason when i was a kid i thought this movie really departed from uh the comic strips that i've never read <laughs> right. but then i was like is that really true or did i just think that and looking into it it's like they actually had all the characters 
and, right. the con- and the elements are right and the plot is right. The only real difference is he was like a rugby star and not a New York Jets football player. <laughs> but who could do rugby in 1980, right? You like- couldn't you couldn't do it. And I loved that he was a football player. That was hilarious. And oh the my. part where that yes. comes in where it's like they're in it's the just- ballroom having that like <laughs> football fight and he's like, "I got it." <laughs> No, like, no his flash so Gordon's hard. one character no. trait, right? He is a football yes, player. I no, loved it. He was losing that fight. And then they're like, <laughs> here, here's a football-shaped thing you can hold. And I he's like, now I have a superpower. Here's a <laughs> watermelon. Throw it around. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was going, thrilled. That was just the best. I had totally forgot about that. that was and so Hawkman good. keeps digging people on the helmets to help out, which is why it confused me whenever great. he was like anti-Flash Gordon later. Right, right, right. So, so that's the thing. There's like these three or so many other fra- factions that are allowed to be have their own government and their own royalty, but they all have to cater to Ming and serve Ming, right? Yes. But then like Flash teaches them that you could be a real American and <laughs> have a revolution if you work together. Right. So, so obviously like <laughs> James Bond and Hawkman don't like Ming. Yeah, but- they don't. But they're looking for. They needed the the American catalyst to show them how to how to have a revolution. I guess well, <laughs> this wouldn't be a, an old sci-fi movie if it didn't do the one old sci-fi movie trope, which is first ten minutes you got to kill the black guy. Yes, they certainly. Who is the do. black guy? He falls on his sword, right? Or yeah, the one he tells to, to fall on your sword. sword, but he said he tries oh, to kill me. Oh yeah, that was cruel. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awful. And I get that they were trying to establish something, but how much cooler would this movie be if that guy stuck around? Because he looked awesome. His yeah, clothes were did. so cool. And like, I was just like, oh, wasted opportunity. You all and always it's, do this. There's not like another person of his group that steps up into the, into the story, I know. right? Oh, like, I'm just no, like, come on. Yeah, we never see those people like again, avenge huh? his father. I know. All we, all we see is the hot guys and the, uh, and the green guys, right? In the end, right. basically. Right. And there so should have been again. more guys. That's the well, deal, there were right? the Impalumpas, but, but were they fighting? No, they just—they just their costumes were so crazy that they couldn't actually join the story. But the guy <laughs> who plays uh, Princess Aura's pet—I hate that—that's the character name. That's what it says in the credits: Princess right. Aura's pet was the Oompa <laughs> right. Loompa from uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the Johnny wow, Depp one. Wow, <laughs> really? Yeah, and also check this out. I shit you not, the never-ending make- story. Oh, uh-huh. he was the racing snail guy. Oh, what? <laughs> and I'm like, what? What? My, yeah, those are all the same guy. Oh, geez. I was That's trying amazing. to find, I'm trying to find the pet credit, but instead I just found Kenny Baker is in this movie. What? <laughs> Who's R2-D2 as one of the dwarves, it says. Oh, wow. So super, presumably one of those species. Um, yeah. But no, speaking think- of Star Wars, did you guys know that George Lucas wanted yes. to make this movie and instead he made Star Wars because he couldn't get the rights? Yes, mm. I just read that right before we started recording. That's pretty exciting. crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is. Also, the just like that, it was such a, a, a initially Fellini was supposed to direct oh, yeah. this movie, which is like, well, where's screams, that movie? <laughs> like, it screams Fellini. Oh yeah, no, Fellini <laughs> would have gone off the rails with this. Just I can't even imagine. Uh, I don't think um, he could have done it as good as this movie, though. I don't, I don't know. He's wild. He might have just embraced it. It's hard to say. I'm not overall. I'm not a Fellini fan, um, but I'm gonna say I might have given it a shot. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I, oh, I was goodness. not expecting to see Rev Tevya in this. Topol uh-huh. playing Doctor Hans Zarkov. That's right. Right. I was like, oh my gosh, he was great too. Yeah, he's really funny. Um, <laughs> a little bit of a murderer, kind of. Yes. Well, did he murder that guy? Bit. I can't remember. But he, yeah, he was gonna. He held him at gunpoint to go with him or something, and right, I got killed. It. Yeah. Well, there are three different kinds of actors in this. There are the people who can't act. Mm-hmm. There are people who are like really acting, and there are people who know that they're cartoon characters and they're acting in that way. And yeah. that's where Topol falls into this. He he is playing a cartoon scientist, right? But he does it yes. deliciously. He's great. Yeah, I had a lot of fun watching him, too. Um, I don't know the actor's name, but the woman, Dale, who is in this, I am huh? <laughs> just obsessed. I thought that she was really great. I thought Melody that there was something. Okay, she was hilarious. I loved her role. I loved the um, 
that like 1940s completely unfazed by everything that's going around you know like that whole beginning sequence where she's like well i'll never get on a plane again and it's like you almost <laughs> just crashed into a planet like <laughs> that you're like your uh you know blasé attitude i guess is just yeah. it, it's so stunning and i always have a lot of fun with those characters so she was very like lois lane for me and i had a great time with her well, that, that, she was hilarious that's the thing about this movie is None of these, all these characters are like kind of blase because if you think about it, at no point does Flash or uh, Dale like yell at the scientist guy for bringing them <laughs> there don't. or be they're, mad at she, him. She trusts him implicitly. Like there's yeah. a scene where like she's just like, oh, I'm so glad to see you, Zarkov. Yeah. <laughs> like for, why? for tricking me to be here and be a concubine <laughs> and stuff and a slave forever. I almost and, and it's just like, like a, yeah. The, the pairing with Flash, with her and Flash, like there's nothing there's nothing that actually made that happen. It's like it happened because it's expected to happen. Yeah. Like it's they're so walking funny. down the procession and he his eyes notice the daughter. She's like, Hey, remember me? And I'm like, wait, when was there a me? I mean, <laughs> right. y'all are on this trip together, yeah. But and we saw you like, you know, s- sleeping next to each other on the thing a lot. Um, <laughs> but beyond that, <laughs> it's so yeah. funny whenever he's trying to project his thoughts. <laughs> And he's like, of course, he has 12. You know, he doesn't have that many deep thoughts. And um, right. he's trying to think at Dale. And he's like making out with Aura at the same time. And he's like, oh, my God, this girl's turning me on. And she's like, I'm sorry, that didn't come through. And he's like, it wasn't about you. <laughs> I died. I thought that there was a lot of really funny stuff in here. Um, I thought that, yeah, basically, like, Flash is just hilarious the entire movie because he's such a doofus, kind of. I usually do not like that, you know, that annoying kind of, like, male hero character, but I thought that he was hilarious. Um, <laughs> they definitely went the right way making him really funny because, as I said, I would not like this movie otherwise if he was, you know, being dead serious. I don't think this would be a very fun one, but him being so goofy, I think, really helps the film. Um, who else is there? So I like the dude that was like the uh, enforcer. I don't know what his name was, so I'm trying uh, to the find the Doctor Doom character. Yeah, I don't think. Oh, he's yeah, part... yeah. I don't think he's one of the uh, original like um, comic strip characters they made him up for this movie, but he was cool. His outfit is and, cool. And I always, have always like, even when I went to go watch this for the show, I remembered that he was going to die super gross. And it always grossed me out. And it still grossed <laughs> me out. Because I'm a squeamish kind of guy. And when eyeballs come out of masks, it grosses me Ooh, out. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty intense. But, <laughs> like, like over the top gross. Yeah. And, and in this movie, too, it was just like, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah. But like his whole body is also thrown on spikes and it deflates for some yeah, reason. So yeah, yeah. then it makes you think, like, what was under all that? Like, that right. wasn't just a guy. That was some sort of weird... Uh, robot clone thing or something <laughs> i don't know we'll never know i guess but mm-hmm. I, uh, I liked his uh the effect of his mask yeah like it was like strapped onto his lower jaw or something so whenever he right. talked it moved it just i don't know it, it was in a 1980s kind of way it's like a very effective mask i think totally. the whole like outside of the green skin green screen which was super hoke yeah yeah uh I don't know. I think the designs and the costumes and the setting and, you know, just the way they established the world. So you basically understand what's going on. I think they did a really good job, like better Mm -hmm. than I remembered. Totally. It's actually some pretty fun visual stuff going on. Yeah. All of the ideas I thought were really fun, too. You know, just the oh, now we're in this part of the planet. And like, you know, kind of all of the uh, it's it's like such a time waster in a way because there's no <laughs> point to a lot of it. Like, you're just like, oh, cool. I guess they're doing this now. Yeah. <laughs> now, for some reason, he's being eaten by a bubble blister made out of plant. I was yeah. thinking about that specifically yeah. where you're just like, oh, I guess we're over here now. Um, all right. <laughs> like, let, it doesn't matter. Let me, um, let me take let me take the new guy that I really have the hot for overtly and take him to the boyfriend who's always super jealous and could probably right. like kill him. And I'm just going to leave him there and walk away. It should be <laughs> fine. I'm okay. sure he'll take fine. care of him. Let's yeah. talk about Aura because Aura has a fiance. Right. She has a guy on the side that she sees like every weekend. <laughs> right. Yep. And she has the hots for Flash. She is getting it and she is going after it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or is oh. just kind of a uh, first all of a terrible stereotype. And then secondly, also kind of compelling because you're just like, oh, you're like not very. It's like there's no apologetic 
side to it. Mm-hmm. People keep being like, oh, I bet nobody ever trusts her twice. And she's like, why did you trust me once? <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know why people go around trusting me. I never gave you a reason to. <laughs> I'm like very clear that you should not. And I just thought that that was really funny. I liked the lack of apologetics from her because I think that that's something that's, you know, you always expect like the femme fatale to be like, and I'm sorry. And they, they kind of do a little, but not, not as much as I'm used to. So mm-hmm. I appreciated her a lot in a weird way, because like I said, there's a lot of definitely offensive stereotypes at play, like, you know, the exotic seductress and like all of that stuff. But it right. was also, I still liked her a lot, you know, like I liked her, I guess, not like the stereotypes around it. Um, and the fir- the fact that we, the first time we see her, she's wearing very little. And okay, hold on. What, was there a line when Ming does the whole like paralyze slash mind control thing to Dale, and she like starts like like caressing herself? Isn't there a line about how wow it works better on her than it does on your daughter? And Ming's like, mm, so yes. I have always suspected that Ming and daughter are hooking up. I think that that, that's what they're implying. I'm pretty sure. I I think that they're trying to set that tone because even just like their uh, closeness, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's like pressing on him and stroking his face. Yeah. So, I mean. I normally do that. Yeah, no, I wasn't very close with my dad, but I I don't see myself. (laughs) ever doing that, that that's an um, awfully high bar to be that's you know, measuring quite a bit yourself to. yeah 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 that's cool wait a bit um but not as high as his eyebrows but uh <laughs> you know i remember when i was a kid like that part where ming's just like oh go ahead and keep torturing her because she betrayed me right like really bothered me like oh my god a parent just like threw his daughter under the bus and granted she was horrible but mm-hmm. still i always felt that was really mean and i still felt that was really mean watching it totally. like that was like a really bad uh or I don't know, bad. I mean, it's a good way to make him look bad, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. But, yeah, that was but hard. there's kind of no reason for it. It's another one of those things where you're like, come on, why did you have to do that? <laughs> she seems like she's having a pretty, you know, open time where she's just kind of like doing what she even, wants. I can't even remember why. Oh, because he helped. She helped. She Flash helped Flash. Her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like, I mean, did she? <laughs> she didn't help him well, that Well, she much. did because she's like. <laughs> Hey doctor, I'll go on a date with you Friday if you help me out today, you know. Right, right, right. And then so she did get him out of there and she prevented him from having his mind wiped, which right. God knows God knows he's not like what's his name? He wouldn't have got away. He wouldn't have uh, figured out how to get out of it. <laughs> oh, flash. He wouldn't wipe. have thought of like Einstein's theory of relativity really exactly. hard. Exactly. Wiping uh, Flash's mind is certainly really easy. <laughs> certainly a thing that happens I, guess, I, I, it seems like it actually probably happens on the regular <laughs> yeah <laughs> he forgets Maybe. everything he's literally talking to dale with his mind and forgets about her while it's happening just because he's like aurora's or sorry aura is sitting on his lap and he's just like <laughs> okay at the same time that would be pretty distracting right <laughs> i mean fair enough she's going out of her way to distract him i will say that um <laughs> she's like um have you notice that i'm here <laughs> like right. why are you talking to this girl and flash is like why am i talking to this girl <laughs> true I, I don't know her anything <laughs> dale's like um could you please keep talking to me i need to get out of here <laughs> it's like i don't have any reason to be con- to like you know hook up with either one of you except that yeah. you're here coming on to me <laughs> so you I, know that's that's the motivation i that's have true. literally known dale as long as i've known aura Yes. Right. We met exactly. the same day. <laughs> but for some reason, just a lot of implicit today. trust, you know, a lot of implicit trust for Dale. Um, well, but... she's, when, you, when you're down to only knowing two humans, I guess you got to <laughs> put all your cards into something, all your chips yeah, into it. I guess this makes a lot more sense if none of them have ever met any other humans and this is their first interactions with humans. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that that's, that makes sense of Flash. I think that makes sense of Dale. <laughs> like all of these people make a lot more sense if this is their first time talking to other humans for sure. <laughs> 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 oh my God. Oh, Dale's <sighs> outfits. Dear God. Like great uh, outfits. Yeah. She went she went through a series. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. That was like most of her role in this movie. <laughs> It's to change costumes like 15 times and they they're all great she looks great <laughs> like in like the like the queen like power of it at the end of the film right yes wow nice <laughs> i'm just like yeah i don't know flash 
<laughs> Flash will just like forget that they ever met. I think from like the second they get back to the planet cool. Earth or whatever. But like, yeah. they'll just be like, "Who was that girl? She seemed nice." <laughs> yeah. Well, now there's Where's more women football? to choose from now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she was really cool. I liked her a lot, and she she just matches the whole tone of this <laughs> movie so well. Um, so can can I derail or? I mean, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want know to we were on any rails. I think okay, we're pretty. So, I think we're tapped out already. So go ahead. Almost. So the very <laughs> beginning of this film is when I was paying the most attention. Right. And, <laughs> um, so Ming is like, "Oh look, it's a planet I'm going to torment. That sounds fun." Yeah. And then Doctor Zarkov is this crazy defrocked scientist because he thinks there's another planet who's going to attack Earth, mm-hmm. and like. <laughs> How he knows this, why he knows this, why he, I mean, none of that is played with. All we know is that Ming has a button that says hot hail. Uh, right. Yeah. Hot hail. And I've, I've seen hot hail on a regular basis. We call it rain here in Florida. <laughs> um, it's just like hailstones, but when they hit the ground, it makes smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's very different. We get hail here, but it's like baseball sized and like Yeah, Texas hail is cold. no joke. I grew up in Texas thunderstorms with hail. But in Florida, you know, I guess maybe sometimes it hails, but mostly we just get the hot kind, which is rain. Um yeah. I I wonder what the actual cause of that is because it might be mean, it turns out. <laughs> I better watch out for a strange white <laughs> Chinese man in my sky. Yeah, seriously. I mean, that's something to always watch out for, but especially now. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah, I thought that this was like such a, I loved that the hot hail was hilarious. I think that this reminds me a lot of Barbarella and I'm a huge Barbarella oh, fan. Bet, it suffers yeah. from no Jane Fonda, of course. Um, <laughs> but it still is. It's like, I feel like flash is almost exactly the same as Barbarella, right? Because in Barbarella is there's so, so many funny lines of her just being kind of like, what <laughs> like, he was, he's kind of the other version of that sort of, um, so in Barbarella, I'm like, wow, this is sexist. And then it's like Flash comes up and it's just like, oh, well, this is the other version of that, I guess. So it's like he's definitely just kind of like eye candy for the most part. Um, well, and definitely, he was a Playgirl model. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Which, you know, Google that if you want. I did on accident. On <laughs> you know, just, just throw it out there just as, as a subtle footnote. Uh-huh. Barbarella is based on comics and John has never seen it. I haven't either. Barbarella? Yeah. And that's, my dad loves that's that That's the movie. one we should have chosen. <laughs> well, hey, that's next on our list, I guess. Yay! I love Barbarella. I think that's... It's like uh, Roger Vadim, the director, is sucks. You know, he's a total creep. He was married to Jane Fonda and just put her through hell on that set. And I'm sure that her memories of that time period probably aren't that great. She was dealing with a lot of eating disorders and it's just very dark. Um, but <laughs> the movie itself is just a camp classic and there's just so, so many great parts. One of my favorite parts is like, this guy is just like, are you typical of earth girls? And like Jane Fonda, like looks down at herself and then like looks back up and she's like, I'm about average. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> you're Jane Fonda. Oh my God. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't not laugh during this movie, but there's tons of stuff. Like if you, if you get to the part, like the mutant massacre, or if you get to like Callisto and uncanny x-men the callisto uh kidnapping angel thing that's like that's almost directly from barbarella so it'll oh, it'll wow. be I didn't really exciting um <laughs> for you to read that okay, yeah, I, I i've read that oh yeah, yeah. there's no way we're yeah. ever going to get to it on the show but um no. i would love to see if if that was sourced from somewhere that's great yeah it pretty much is the same exact thing like uh there's a a woman who looks almost exactly like Callisto, who's just like pretty, pretty, pretty to like this, this goofy angel that <laughs> exists in Barbarella. So yeah, not to derail too much, but basically Barbarella is like kind of, uh, I'm going to say I like board. it. I'm going to say I like it a little better, but it is very goofy and it's like exactly the same as this, where it's just like, well, what are they doing right now? <laughs> like, why are we over here now? <laughs> like, it was a French comic in 1962 to 64. Yep. Writer artist Jean Claude Forest, mm-hmm. and yep. um, then they made a movie of it in 1968. Yes. Yep. 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 And I don't remember if it did well or like what the deal is. I don't think that they'll ever remake Barbarella. 
just maybe upsetting. <laughs> like it could sure, be- they will. They're gonna they're gonna mine deep pretty soon here. Yeah, they'll have to right. Eventually, they're out of everything to, to that point. Um, I can only pray to God that women are in charge of that because it'll just be so much better if they are. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's kind no, of the I, downside I, of watching the old one is being like, oh, and. Jane Fonda and Roger Vadim were having serious relationship trouble and he was like directing her in this movie. And it's really upsetting to think about, but you I know, was at that's... first very surprised, but then I've gotten more and more impressed by the whole like reclaiming of the hypersexualized, you know, female character tropes from like the seventies yeah. and then giving them to female creators now and doing new stuff with them. So you got like Vampirella and Red yes. Sonja out there and Gil Simone's doing stuff. And yeah, it's just like, I did not ever see that coming. Cause you know, in my younger adulthood, I was figured that those kinds of comics would always be avoided by most women. Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, especially something like Red Sonia, where it literally is like an assault story. It's very upsetting. And then and she gets punished for being assaulted. And all of it is just very offensive. Um, and then Gail Simone comes in and is like, well, what if it's like this instead? She makes like five changes. And then it's like a feminist classic <laughs> all of a sudden. And you're like, oh, snap. Like, wow. All right. And then, uh, yeah, we uh, on the podcast, actually, uh, we just got finished talking to Amy Chu, who just got she took over on Red Sonia not too long after Gail left. And it's really interesting to talk to feminists who work on these characters because I, I'm used to being the only one who like is you've got to read Vampirilla and people are just like, Sarah, I'm not going to read this comic. You just handed me because it's like a woman and a G string, like in a pool of blood, you know, like all of that. And I'm just like, come on, <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, it's great to see that change, you know? Yes, 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 yes. Um, speaking of Flash Gordon, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we should have done a Barbarella Flash Gordon combo episode. Oh man, that would have been smart. Feature. Yeah, yeah, double yeah. feature for twenty fifth. Ah, oh, that would have been so smart. Oh man, Never mind. let's stop the recording. Start over. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, Too yeah. Late. Too late, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, that is really smart, though. Okay, so I know John only likes. Lisa Loeb, is that what it is? That's all you what? got? <laughs> or maybe that's my wife. I don't know. You only listen to like one person in music, right? Or something like that? Wasn't that a joke I mean, we had for a while there? Maybe, maybe. I, yeah, I, I listen right. to a variety of music. I've just never been well, super into music. I love me some Queen. I oh, do so. love me some Queen. So we have to talk about, you know, the greatest opening song on the soundtrack ever. It of. rules. I mean, it they really get does. so much credit for their work on Highlander, and I'm not going to disparage that, oh, but I think this was a really good opening. <laughs> I was like, damn, yeah. this is and kind I of think, like a punk song almost, you know? Yeah. And they did more. I think they did some of the soundtrack too, but they had help with that, I think. But uh, yeah, who is the the person who does the orchestra? Howard. Like the, how, yes. That stuff is really good too. Mm-hmm. I think that the team up of those two works really, really well. I loved like the pop music meets kind of, um, you know, the soundtrack vibe of that time, which mm-hmm. is definitely like a lot of like. But, yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> but this is before Highlander, so this is like their first foray. Was into, it? I think yeah, so. four years. Oh, wow. So this is their first foray into whatever. And I just love the idea of like them probably getting called into the office and shown like clips of this and just being like, yeah, we're down. Oh, Cause, yeah. Because <laughs> this is totally queen. This whole movie. It really is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It makes a lot of sense for them to work on this movie and Highlander, I think. (laughs) Totally. And I I like that they had a different tone with Highlander, too, because it's like this is a lot more uh, high energy. And then, of course, you get the Highlander soundtrack. Do you want to live forever? Like, it's very drawn out. They did a lot of songs for Highlander. I think this one is just basically the Flash title, but. Yeah, I think so, too. It might be, like, one other song. But, yeah, I think that it's mostly the uh, Howard Blake. Is that what his name was? Yeah. Yeah, he is great. I'm going to have to look him up a little bit more because I really appreciate uh, what he did here. I was just looking, and nothing's jumping out at me as far as, like, awesome films. It says Agatha and The Hunger, which don't mean anything to me. Um, The Hunger? 1983, The Hunger. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. That a, that's is that a oh my god, movie? yeah. It's oh, totally that's a, a David movie. Bowie movie, huh? It's uh, well, yeah. Susan Sarandon, Catherine Deneau, and David Bowie are all in that's, it. It's uh, it's like a, a total lesbian vampire classic. So, okay. 
It's like if you're if you are a gay person, you've watched that movie 700 times. If you <laughs> maybe aren't or I don't know, like there's it's like certain subgroups. Like if you're goth gay person, yes, you have seen that movie so so many times. Uh, almost nobody else has. Okay, he's in that movie. I totally yes. misread that. He plays the okay. piano. He's a piano player in that movie or something. Oh wow. Okay, gotcha. Uh, but yeah, as far as actual compositions, other than Flash Gordon, I don't know. Is Amityville 3D any good? Because that's horror. I don't know anything about <laughs> that. Uh, yeah. No, it's goofy and terrible, but I love uh, it. I don't know. He's got like stuff from 1969 and 1999, but nothing's really like, oh, The Godfather. Wow. Like, no, okay. nothing like that. <laughs> I made that up. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. All this looks pretty campy. Oh, well, that's even more up my alley. So I'm definitely right. going to have to so, check. So, yeah. You've probably like seen all these movies. I'm sure I have. Um <laughs> <laughs> It wouldn't surprise me in the least. Um, I'll be like, oh, it's that guy from this and this and this. <laughs> Everybody else is like, I have never heard of any of that. Um, well, it must be cool because he's got a uh, most excellent order of the British Empire under his name. Oh, well, so shoot. somebody must care about him. All right. It's I've me. never heard. Of I care. Him. Yeah, you care. <laughs> and you have the power to give those out. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's one of my little <laughs> known powers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, this movie is so goofy. Um, I okay. do yeah. we have anything else to say? Um, uh, I don't think so. I I love this episode because it really is a departure. Mm-hmm. Um, we are definitely going in different directions than ever, pretty much. Uh, for listeners who don't know, we even talked for like twenty minutes before this started. So uh-huh. this has been definitely a very chatty kind of. Oh yeah. Chat a little bit about Flash Gordon, but also 12 other things. And right. uh, Barbarella you know. and lesbian vampires. Yes. I highly and, recommend and, The Hunger. <laughs> we did we did connect Barbarella to Marvel, so that kind of counts. Totally. Yeah. I, I don't think we did this movie that no. I can think of in I any way. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Oh, except I'm, that you can call Ming the Mandarin the entire movie and it works. I don't know. That's <laughs> it's it. the same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Basically. Yeah. Basically. Um, so I don't know what else to say about this one. Um, it is, it is not a good movie, but it also has a lot to recommend it. If you don't mind the fact that it's so of its time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. There's a lot of things where I'm just like, all right, that sucks. And, uh, I don't know. It's like after I've read so, so many comics where there's <laughs> these horrible, horrible representations of people who are, you know, any, any Asian ethnicity. Um, it's, it's still that, you know, like there's no getting around it. There's definitely a lot of pretty offensive stuff in here, but then it's also like, it's goofy and they don't make you linger on it too much. Mm-hmm. They kind of do a drive by on that stuff where they're like, and there's that terrible racism (laughs) but like then they're like it's like they kind of zip past it and i mean that doesn't really make it better but this is if you can if you if that won't hurt you (laughs) then or if it like it's something that you can move past like the movie does then i i would recommend this as just a campy goofy movie it does raise the question of who is this movie made for great question yeah (laughs) because there is the whole um, you're not going Star to Wars enjoy fan. having sex with Ming. That's why we're going to let you get really drunk first. <laughs> right. So kids, probably, right? Yeah, like yeah. Little, little kids. What is the rating <laughs> like, on this movie? Great question. I don't know. How come Wikipedia doesn't have that readily available on my face? I think it was PG. I want to say PG. So that's kind of weird because there's eyeballs popping out of masks and stuff. Right. I don't know. Yeah. That would have That did scare me as a child. So I don't know. Well, that's why you need the parental guidance. Right. And the the strong um, lack of consent element (laughs) that's happening kind of all over this movie is, you know, very typical of 1980, I guess, and sci-fi movies. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. It is. It's like it's of its time. I'm sure people were also offended by this in its time. (laughs) But it's also just like, yeah, I mean, this is this is representative of many, many movies that I have seen for sure. So. Can't fix it today, I guess. Well, I like I said, I've seen this so many times. Like, I can't tell you if it was nostalgia or not, but I just <laughs> right. enjoyed the hell out of it again. I know it's bad. Sure, yeah. But it's one of those, like, perfect uh, bad movies where it's so good. Totally. It's the entire time. 
And I also hate movies where like the answer is because it's in the plot, but in this movie, everything about this movie <laughs> and the characters' actions, the answer is because it's in the plot. Totally. And that's just sad. There's no characterization, but whatever. It's a cool spectacle. I think that you'll all these actors that you suddenly realize are in it are putting on their a good performance. Uh, yeah, like I said, I don't know if I had to watch it cold for the first time at 45 years old, I probably would have hated it. But <laughs> right, but, but it was just all like, wow, I remember all this. This is great. Go bots. I don't know. So <laughs> yeah, I, I thought fun. it was goofy, campy, fun. You know, stuff I didn't love about it, but it's hard to take this movie that seriously. You can't, you can't it is hard to take it seriously. Even the even the really bad aspects. It's like, That's... yeah, there's nothing really good here. So I harp <laughs> right. on this other bad thing. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, it's easy for me to say I wasn't offended, but it's like you can't even take it seriously enough to be offended almost, you know? It's just right. like, like I remember being more offended by killing off What's-His-Face in, uh, in First Class. <laughs> and I, I didn't even think right. about the dude who fell on his sword in this movie because no, my brain is just off watching the movie the entire time. So. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I will not engage with this mentally. And like, yeah, I mean, I think that that's probably the safest route, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Just, just watch it. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. I would, I would say yes. With all of these caveats, if you would like to still watch it, then you definitely should. <laughs> Oh, and I heard that uh, isn't Taika gonna maybe re- bring this back? There was like conversation around a reboot with uh, Taika oh. YTD doing the. I had directing. not heard that, but I yeah, hear a new movie. Yeah, yeah, or a television that... show. Oh, I, heard that... I saw the television film. show back in the day. Right. Yeah. It does say it was... in August 2019 the animated film was canceled. That's the last thing it says oh, on under Flash yeah. Gordon. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so I guess it went nowhere. Yeah, I imagine, you know, there's probably a lot of issues with trying to make a movie like this today. So, I mean, it, it makes sense in its way. Um, oh, if I was going to trust it to anybody, maybe Taika would be the one to do this because it is so goofy and like kind of. Man, know. animated would have been awesome, too. Yeah. Now, now I'm disappointed that I about something I didn't know five seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> like Disney, Disney was gonna make an animated Flash Gordon with uh, Taika as director and writer. Oh, yeah, yeah. like canceled. all the stages of grief and like lightning speed, <laughs> right? It's like, wow, that's so exciting. Oh, canceled. Yeah, because I mean that might have helped to update it a little bit and make sure. it make the legacy of the movie a little bit better. Oh, and I guess we should mention too that you can't find this movie unless you want to pay eight dollars oh, for it. So right. which is definitely something I didn't know before I chose this movie to be the one that we talked about because I was like looking through and I just I did everything I could to not pay for this movie. I looked all over the place. I was like, could this be on a streaming site? Did somebody you know, is there a DVD oh, somewhere that I can yeah. find? Yeah. Can I, can I like, I was, cause it's like, normally I'm very much like a pay the artist people or a person, but I'm also just like, nobody should still be getting checks from this movie. <laughs> like, right? You have to cut it off. Certainly yeah. whoever, uh, whoever financed it to begin with deserves to be fined. Um, right. <laughs> but definitely like, I just didn't want to pay for it at all. And now I'm like, well, I guess now I have this goofy movie that I can be like, Oh, it's, queen soundtrack <laughs> I, I noticed we keep doing that because we did that with uh the phoenix whatever too like right. the, there was no rentable option and it's like i've never seen this movie and i have to pay 1995 sight unseen <laughs> for something that i probably won't like eh, but you I don't should know. have dropped like the price of by then because it was over yeah. a year later <laughs> like yeah. that was the thing i looked at it too and was just like what the heck like this movie it's like the movie that bombed the most of 2019 and y'all are still trying to get like 20 bucks on it. Like just drop See, it. I, I had it on HBO. So I just watched it there. Yeah. That's how I ultimately did it is I pretended up with HBO that I was interested in. They gave me a month free and I watched it, but right. Flash Gordon, no such option. No, it's like buy or nothing. Oh, why do we keep doing that? No, no, I had no idea. It's, yeah. it comes up that's every kind of now surprising. and again. Yeah, I mean, I just I just wrote an Eon Flux the show Ooh. article on for Sci-Fi. I don't, it's not up yet, but it will be, I'm sure, sometime around the time that this goes live. And uh, yeah, it it was 
I couldn't find it anywhere. Like you can watch some of the episodes on MTV if you sign up for a 24 hour pass. But it was another thing like this whole week. I've had all of these ones where I'm just like, why do I have to buy this? Like this is from 30 years ago. Like nobody who was involved in the initial run of this is making any money anymore. Like this is all just going straight to the studio. And the demand of it is probably pretty low. Like it might be better for you to put it on a streaming service and then that would get interest up again. But I don't know. I, I, you know what? I'm not an executive, so what can I say? Every time I think I'm going to Star Trek my life <laughs> and get rid of all my CDs, all my right. books, all my movies, I can just stream everything. And then it's like, oh, but not Aeon Flux Season 1. That's right. You can't. I, so uh, should I get rid of this DVD or not? I've nope. been doing um, like the DVD Netflix, which is something that's really funny that oh. makes everybody be like, Why are you, you 90? Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I mean... I remember whenever that started being a thing. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, I did yeah. that all the time. That was like my weekend. I got three new discs. Yes, yeah. yes. I love it. Now they limit you to only two, I'm afraid. But oh. um, I know what's going on. Uh, but I think that it works pretty well. And it they have it um because I mean I'm a nerd. Like I go into deep, deep dive movie stuff where I'm just like, I can't find this on Criterion, I can't find this on, you know, like it's not on streaming, but it's also not on any of this other stuff. Like nobody's done a re-release of this DVD in like the last 30 years, like you know, all of this stuff. Um, and so Netflix DVD is great because it's just me yeah. going through these movies that I literally can't find anywhere else. Yeah. Um so like, people that's the last like, blockbuster. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's been really great. And I stopped doing it for a while because I was like, I literally have so many streaming services. I can't handle it, but that was nice. So if you get Netflix DVD, you could probably rent this. I didn't think about um, that. I might do that for this show and hopefully just get it in time. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 It's great. I mean, it's a great service. It takes a while, you know, like it's it, all oh. of the annoying things where you're like, Oh, now I have to pack it up and mail it and all of that. But <laughs> at the same time, you know, whatever it's, I, I so remember we that were, not being that bad. Yeah. It's we not. were in a, a, a town with a Netflix DVD hub. Like, oh, like one of the, yeah. So we would drop it in the mailbox before the mailman came. And sometimes when he came back the next day, <laughs> definitely by the second day, we would have a replacement like, discs mm-hmm. until they started throttling us back. Right. Oh. We were going through our discs in such rapid succession that they started taking their time sending them to us because they were losing Uh, money on you yep yep they had to do that with me because i kept (laughs) uh well they used to send if you had a oh man this is so just like revealing what an incredible nerd i am about movies is i kept getting ones that there's only one copy of and so they'd be like, this one has a very long wait. We're going to go ahead and send you the next one on your queue. So they did that so many times that they were just sending me so, so many free DVDs <laughs> that nice. it was just like, cool, this is great. I'm so glad I'm getting all these extra DVDs. Um, definitely scammed that system for a little while. But <laughs> after a while, they were like, okay, um, so like you chose one, <laughs> like you can't have free ones anymore, you know, basically mm-hmm. just being kind of like, no. You're you're costing us a lot of money right now, and it's like, damn, damn. Well, now they're probably just like, we still have the service. Okay, I guess send her the disc. There's only like, I, yeah, there's not that many subscribers, and it's totally one of those things where even the people who like work at it are just like, yeah, twelve of us run this at this point. Like <laughs> everybody's just kind of like, yeah, we're kind of willing it down because you know that it's just going to get worse and worse, yeah. and eventually we'll have to close and all of that. But, uh, and I'm just like, damn, but I, my queue is like. 400 movies long so like, they're gonna they're, they're gonna put a note in your dvd pocket just be like did you just want to keep this you could just keep it you don't need to send it back no one's interested nobody the, is the, interested the hub in Hotel texas is now like five people in a basement uh-huh. <laughs> yeah i imagine that that's very much what it's like um but yeah i don't know this it's this is like a hilarious end to this episode but <laughs> i'm just like netflix dvd check it out like I, this is like a company that i will never get sponsorship from because they have no networking money but <laughs> there's right, like so there's, there's netflix dvd and also betamax betamax <laughs> is the new thing <laughs> Have you heard of Laserdisc? Um, well, you, in 1980, it was, right? Right, exactly. It's and I bet you can still eBay that. that. I bet you can. I bet you can. I'm going to try it right now. You guys you guys, just talk amongst yourself. I'm going to try and find Flash Gordon on Betamax. Flash <laughs> Gordon. 
Beta Max. Why should it be like five hundred dollars or something? Uh, I have nineteen ninety nine. It would not have been released on Beta Max in ninety nine. No, that's how much yeah, it is. Nineteen ninety nine. Oh, one thousand nine hundred ninety nine dollars. No, nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents. <laughs> that's oh, so wow. much. Better. Yeah, it's used. <laughs> it looks Probably really only used. lightly. Oh, oh no, it's pretty heavily used for nineteen ninety nine. That's too expensive. I yeah, can't. I know. A I lot already of people... paid eight bucks for this. I get a credit. Because <laughs> well, yeah, I'm also going to have to buy a Betamax machine, so we got to bu- right. budget that in. <laughs> is that like is that like whenever I bought the PS4 just so I could buy Spider Man? Right. <laughs> okay. See, the VHS for 1980 is only five dollars. That's the way to go. Uh, no, well, yeah. Because everybody had VHS. No one had totally. A hundred percent. Oh yeah. yeah. I a have ton a of ton of <gasps> a ton of friends who still have their full VHS collections and you know all of that. And wow, they're really fun. There's like all of the bizarre 1978 or like the 1982 you know kind of uh movie commercials and trailers and stuff that are just so so fun things that you would never see you know if you hadn't watched them on vhs so there's there's cool stuff on them but it's also just like y'all um literally need like a whole extra room for your vhs collections when i was a young star trek fan and hadn't seen very many star trek episodes we went over to my mom's high school friend's house. We would go see her like once a month. And on her shelf, she had every single Star Trek episode recorded mm. on Betamax tapes. Wow. <laughs> and they still had their Betamax player because it's the 80s, yes. maybe 1990, you know. Um, and so, yeah, I, I pulled out a couple of titles that sounded good. And we watched some Star Trek on Betamax. <laughs> this was the same visit. Whenever um, they were talking about the Lord of the Rings and they couldn't remember Frodo's name. And yeah. in my sincere, heartfelt, but completely mistaken heart, I told them that his name was Dildo. <laughs> oh, Dildo of the Nine Fingers. Dildo Baggins. <laughs> Yay. So you can get four full hours, all 12 episodes of Flash Gordon starring Buster Crab. Oh, wow. Brave, and 1980 Flash Gordon movie on VHS for only $4.95. Oh, wow. I know, right? I'm not going <laughs> to do it, but that's yeah. a good deal. I mean, I'm moving to like upper Michigan, so I feel like I'm going to have to like get creative with my entertainment. I might buy a VHS. They might there. still have Betamax up there. They might. And this, they guy might. Has, this guy has lots of sci-fi horror VHS for $11. That's oh, cool. the description. I like that. <laughs> uh, I can't tell you what's in it, but you'll like it. Wow. So did y'all see the um did y'all see the TV show Flash Gordon that came out like 10 years ago? No, nope. I never. I missed it. It starred um remember in Smallville the first season uh-huh. there was Lana's uh, other boyfriend Whitney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The He's guy. Flash Gordon in this. Okay. Oh, I I remember seeing a picture of his costume and it's like open shirt. <laughs> like Yeah. Hilarious. They do a thing where, like, he has to go back and forth between Earth and um, whatever the planet is called. Uh, Mongo. Planet Mongo. Mongo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a whole thing about him going back and forth. That was the same year that they put out the Bionic Woman. Oh, I remember that. And there was, um, I think it was called Journeyman. It was like a time Uh travel story. Yep. That was good, too. And they all got canceled. Every single one of those shows got canceled. And I really liked Journeyman. And Bionic Woman was fun. I think I fell off Flash Gordon before it got canceled. Bionic Woman um, wasn't sad, but Journeyman made me sad because they didn't answer any questions. Right. I think Kevin Kidd starred in that. Yeah. And I love him so much. There's also that movie that, boy, this really has nothing to do with Flash Gordon, but there's also that TV <laughs> show that starred um, uh, the dude, that bad guy from the Harry Potter movies, and he like would wake up and his wife would be alive, and then he'd wake up again and his son would be alive. Like He lived in two different realities. <laughs> and then his wife and his kid got in a car crash. In one reality, the wife lived. In another reality, the son lived. And every time he went to sleep and woke up, it was a different reality. Oh, my God. That's not Journeyman, though, right? That's different. No, that- no, but it just reminded me that that was another show that got canceled after one season with no answers. So I hate TV. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Never watching another superhero show again. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. this Flash Gordon's great. Yeah, um, what what are we talking about <laughs> next time? I think, yeah, what are we talking about next time? I I don't know if the barbell thing was a joke or if that's really what we're down for. Um, I mean, I, I, I really enjoy that movie. Um, I am not opposed to that. 
at all. It costs nineteen ninety-five. Yeah, great, great. Definitely check that. It was on Netflix for a long time, but hard to say now, I guess. Uh you can rent it, so I'm down. If it's only two ninety nine, that's fine. Oh, cool. All right. And they have to do something Marvel the next month. So yeah, maybe we can start like the Hulk TV movie or sure. Captain America serial or something. Totally. Yeah, I was thinking maybe like start running through like Spider Man movies or something. We'll talk about it next time. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. So. <laughs> Sarah, Happy twenty fifth movie number whatever yay this was quite a departure <laughs> yeah we just kind of let our hair down because the sh- barber shops are all closed um <laughs> so what is uh what's going on in everybody's life sarah what do you have happening on your online world right now okay so when is this going up like june like right friday oh friday okay sweet um Yeah, so I, with Essie, who was on the Deadpool 2 episode, we have been putting together a short story anthology that is 30 different stories. And we're going to premiere one every single day of Pride. And it's all of these different queer creators. And the subscription price, I think, is like $12 until the 17th. And then after that, it's the 15th. So what we're working on right now um, is basically just getting all of those stories ready to go and post and everything. So that is going to be great. And if anybody wants to support queer writers and creators, we have a few like comic strips in there and stuff like that. Um, Yeah. Buy that because that's going to be great. And we kind of want to do it again if this can work because we got over 200 submissions. And so we really want to be able to continue kind of fostering, you know, something that supports queer artists. So that's kind of what we've been working the most on. I I have tons of articles and everything else is happening still, like always. Bitches on comics, of course, still still going on. And we're doing uh we're doing interviews for June. So we're gonna every week we're gonna have different um queer creators and we have some really good ones coming up. So yeah, June's gonna be real bonkers for us. What's the name of that anthology project? Oh, and of course, that's something very important to mention, um, <laughs> Decoded. <laughs> so the website is decodedpride.com, and then you can buy a subscription there. Awesome. I thought yeah. about submitting something, but then I remembered that I don't write. And then yeah. last week, I wrote a short story. So, you know. Oh, wow. It's a, it's a, it's a, I guess, technically a fan fiction, but it was just an sure. idea that popped in my head that I turned into a little writing thing. Um, but anyways, that is what it is. Mike, yes. how's Batman? Are you still 1943? Yes, I'm being very pathetic about it. Ever since, <laughs> no. What am I on? I don't know. Whatever fin- whatever year I just finished, I haven't read since. So it's like I took a little break, and then that turned into a really big break. Right. Um, I have been reading some old Batman. I just got finished reading, uh, like, number 39, number 40, number 42, like, that era. So I am taking up some slack on that one. I just, let's see. I'm, I'm looking really fast because I have a geeky spreadsheet. I'm in middle of 1944, I guess. Oh, wow, yeah. But see, now I'm doing the newspaper strips, and uh-huh. I have to go through the serial. So that really slowed me down. But right. That's okay. I, I did just make a big geeky spreadsheet this week about my reading plans for the next like year. For my <laughs> my Superman read-through has ballooned into this like whole bunch of DC characters read-through. Um, so, yeah, I've got a lot of reading to do before next year anyways and then then i made this really bad mistake this week where i was talking to somebody and we were talking about about how like we're kind of crappy doctor who fans because we only watch the new stuff (laughs) and then we're both like we should watch Uh the old stuff together (laughs) because then that way we'd have a reason to watch and talk about it and it's like i've already watched the old stuff before and i know it kind of bores me so it's like yeah i get to try that again so i'll be starting that up on monday i think oh wow Uh, are they coming over or y'all how are y'all doing that no, it's long distance, but we're just going to like type at each other kind oh, of okay. over a message thing. But it's just the idea was like, even if the show sucks, at least we can make fun of it together or something. Mm-hmm. Totally. As opposed to just being a void sitting here going, why am I watching this? <laughs> right. But yeah, none of that's public, so it doesn't really matter to anybody listening anyway. But that's what I'm doing. That in the show. <laughs> well, my son, my son and I have just got into the second doctor. We just finished his first story, which is all animated now since the video no longer exists mm. they, oh. made a, they made a cartoon I, version of it using the original soundtracks why I didn't know they did that why why bbc have you not done that with all of them it's driving me kind of bonkers <laughs> they don't, they just don't do it just do it well, Get I, it out I, there. I, I think they're working through them at basically the speed they can um but also so, like 
he, uh, the guy was saying that one of the stories, the crusade is one of his favorite doctor who stories. Mm-hmm. There are four episodes. We have two and we don't have two. Mm-hmm. And there are like 50 characters who are making <laughs> costume changes. And the two episodes that are missing have a lot of characters that don't appear in the other two episodes. It's so like visual reference mm-hmm. to animate these guys doesn't really <laughs> exist. And with the costume changes, that's really easy if you have like the BBC costume like to, to pour through. But if you're drawing them and you only have so much time and resource to do, it can be a bit prohibitive. But all those all those missing episodes, they all have stills, right? And they always make some these, of them do. They make right. these videos with stills. And it's like, dude, just animate the stills all like 1960s Marvel crap or whatever. <laughs> right. I don't care. Just make it move a little bit. Just something, you know, to keep my brain stimulated while I watch this. I don't do, I don't do those still reconstructions anymore. If the, if the episode doesn't exist in any actual video form, I just listen to the narrated audio while I'm driving. Sure. Uh, yeah. Well, but then sometimes it has like little captions that says Doctor Who turns left and picks up an oven. And it's like, what? <laughs> like how would you know that if you're only listening to the audio? Well, because it's narrated. He says the doctor turned left and picked up an oh, oven. Oh, I don't think I've ever heard those then. Interesting. Well, yeah, BBC's official releases are of the soundtracks. So I'll, 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 okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, but anyways, I don't even know if you like Doctor Who, Sarah. Oh, yeah, I do. I am a huge fan of Delia Derbyshire, who is like the person who oh. did the theme song, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then wasn't credited until she was dead for 10 years. Um, but she is the best. I really love her. And she it's like um, before I got into writing, I or, you know, I don't know, I was doing everything at the same time. But whenever I was in my 20s, I guess is the best way to say this. I was uh, an avant-garde musician. So that her in and of herself, like kind of marries a lot of my interests like being able to be like oh weird music plus sci-fi and like Uh all of that um i was not uh i didn't get into doctor who i didn't have a past with doctor who but i i got into doctor who through the um 12th doctor and since then i've been kind of slowly like working my way back through uh i love the 12th doctor though and i love bill bill was like my favorite of all of the companions we love bill too i love her and her pedal girlfriend. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, things don't go too well for her, but then things don't go too well for that doctor either. Um, I loved that, and I loved Missy. I loved like that whole oh, that Missy whole era. Yeah. God, yeah. yeah. And she's in a uh, you know uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina too. So she yes, just, she is yes, fun that's what, to yes. watch. Okay, I don't think I'd ever put together that those were the same person, but of course they are. She's very different. She doesn't act like Missy whatsoever, but she's still playing this kind of like calculating evil person role. Um, mm-hmm. Missy's a totally different character. So it's really nice to see somebody be able to play villains, you know, be kind of almost typecast as a villain and still just get so much range out of it. So, yeah, no, she's she's the best. I think her name is um, Melissa Gomez, maybe? Yeah. Michelle. Michelle, Michelle Gomez. Yes, she's yeah. brilliant. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I love. They should not have gotten rid of her. Doctor. No, why did they? Yeah, exactly. I like know, the right? the master was never that. I kept great. thinking like this is a great out too because if her past self kills her future self, then she should remember that and she yes. should have accounted for it, right? Yes. And it would have just been a fake death, and she could have came back. But no, they have a new master now. There's so there's an interview with her where she's totally fan theorying it to bring herself yeah, back, and totally. it's so funny. Yeah, if you can remember shooting yourself in the back. You plan for it, right? Yes, yes. She's yeah. all about coming back uh, to Doctor Who. So and wow. Uh, her versus Jody, I would just die. Like, I mean, that would yes. great. Come on. <laughs> but that also makes you think. Does, don't you think that's why the doctor was subconsciously picked a woman because he was fighting uh, Missy instead of Master for three seasons? It <laughs> could be. I don't know. He he got jealous and wanted to try it too. He's like, come on. Or just the fact that I mean, Jesus Christ, you know, we're like, yeah. we're this many seasons in and like they, what was it? They first uh, dropped like, oh, maybe the doctor could be a woman sometime. Like back in like. Matt Smith, I think. He's yeah, like a girl years or something. years ago. Well, they did, it, they did it in a parody in the 90s. Right? Oh, that's true. Yeah. The, de- the death of this. Uh, I can't remember what it's called now. The deadly curse of death. Deadly or curse of death or something. Yeah. With Rowan Atkins. <laughs> yeah. Right. And she, she, the doctor got the Dalek bumps. Um, <laughs> Boy, we are just meandering on this, this episode. Is <laughs> yeah. This is, we're we're like in the anymore. And of course, the 12th doctor went out to become like that one guy on Paddington. But, um, <laughs> right. 
Okay, so you've heard what Sarah's up to. Go check that out. You've heard what Mike's up to, um, but that's not public. Um, I'm out there doing... <laughs> Only up to private things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing my usual comics. Um, so I'm on Twitter at John Reads Comics. Uh, Sarah, you're on Twitter at Sarah Century. Mm-hmm. Mike's on Twitter at Kaiser the Great. So go go follow our stuff and maybe we'll actually talk about the comic movie next time (laughs) (laughs) what's um what's the episode that you all have coming up for make ours marvel uh let's see 108 dropped today so 109 is dropping next week when this comes out let's see what is 109 uh we've got i don't know the name of it 108 was inhumans and right and uh kazar and daredevil and the sentinels and Dr. Octopus being like behind the whole thing on the Spider-Man or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, journey into mystery one twenty four. So let's say we demon and, um, Oh crap. I'm looking at my notes. Oh, that's where, yes. Journey to mystery one twenty four. That's where Thor unmasks mm-hmm. for, for Jane. Right. Oh, that's the one that's called. You have no personality. Yes. Because Jane <laughs> has no personality in that. Comic. Right. Oh, yeah, it really takes Thor? a little while. Whatever you do, never leave me. Okay, I promise. By the way, I have to go. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> oh, Thor. Oh, oh Thor. <laughs> All right, so we'll be back next month. I mean, Mike and I'll be back next week to talk more comics, but Sarah and Mike and I'll be back next month to talk more movie, comic book movies of some sort coming at you every month on these not-comic specials. And so, yeah, thank you very much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next month. Bye. <laughs> Bye.